You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Fish from entering the United States. Tonight we'll speak with Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan live in our studio to learn more about an important executive order that was signed today to close a big loophole. It's a public website that aims to easily allow Alaskans, Alaskans to view how their state money is being spent. But it's not quite ready yet. We'll tell you the reason behind the delays. Plus, it's his busiest time of the year, but that doesn't mean Santa skips over military bases. We'll take you to Jay Bear today. Old St. Nick paid a visit to every single street. Good evening, everyone. As we head into Christmas weekend, more winter weather is expected to hit South Central Alaska. And Alaskans can expect freezing temperatures and snow as they celebrate the holidays with family and friends. Jackie Purcell joins us now with what we can expect. Jackie. Well, Mike, we'll be seeing the approach of a large Pacific storm. It's going to pack a punch of winter weather for the state in the just the days before Christmas. So here we go. Check it out. We already see the warnings and advisories starting to pop up across the south central region. Even blizzard conditions, not only just to our west, but even into parts of Turnigan Arm, Turnigan Pass, Portage Valley, toward Girdwood. You could also see those blizzard conditions. Snow, it's expected to be heavy, 6 to 18, 18 inches, and gusts up to 40 miles per hour. And that snowfall could go to 2 feet in parts of Turnigan Pass, even into Whittier. That amounts are ranging from 6 to 24 inches and with gusts up to 45 miles per hour. Needless to say, avalanche danger will be high in the backcountry. This is the forecast for Turnigan Pass and surrounding areas from the Chugach National Forest Avalanche Information Center. Danger is high. I know it's the weekend, but that danger will be high. Here in the Anchorage area, we have seen uh, just cloudy skies for the most part. We haven't seen the snow start up just yet, but we will see that especially into Saturday night. Single digits already showing up around Eagle River as well as Ship Creek in the forecast. There it is, that big storm system with the biggest snowfall coming Saturday night into Sunday. But it doesn't really stop on Sunday. It really goes all the way into Monday, Christmas Day. For tonight, the winds will start to pick up along the inlet as well as the hillside out of the northeast. And they're going to be strong 40 to 55 miles per hour. So tomorrow, a high of 28, snow likely by evening. Another chance again on Monday, Christmas Day. So we'll have more on the forecast coming up a little later. All right, we'll see you then, Jackie. And it may be the calm of the next storm now, but more snow is coming, as Jackie mentioned. Make sure to stay up to date on those winter weather conditions. You can download the free Alaska's Weather Source app to get the very latest alerts. A major decision in the nation's capital today that supporters say will help Alaska's fishing industry. The Biden administration today slamming shut a loophole that was allowing banned Russian seafood from entering the U.S. market. Senator Dan Sullivan joins us now live in our studio to talk about this. And Senator, thanks so much for joining us. This Merry evening. Christmas, Mike. Great to be home. So tell us briefly what was going on. How was Russian seafood that's been banned being funneled through other countries to get to us? Well, we had this very unfair and economically damaging situation for about 10 years 
where Alaskan seafood, American seafood, was not allowed to be exported into any Russian market. Russia had banned exports into their country from America, but we were allowing uh, Russian seafood into American markets. Very unfair. I've been working for years against that. After the invasion of Ukraine, the Biden administration put sanctions on Russian seafood imports in the United States. That was about a year and a half ago. That was great. It was something I worked with the Biden White House on doing to make this um, a much more fair situation. And then, as you mentioned, Mike, there was a huge loophole. They started taking hundreds of millions of dollars of Russian seafood, shipping it to China, transforming it, and then sending it almost duty-free into our market. So this was harming our fishing industry, fishermen, fishing communities. This executive order today shuts that loophole down. Any Russian caught fish in any Russian caught, uh, fi or any vessel catching fish from Russia cannot come into the United States, regardless if it goes to a third country. That's a huge deal, something I've been working on for the last two years, and it's a very welcome announcement and a long overdue win for our fishing communities and fishing industry. All right, so Senator, how is this change going to help Alaska fishermen? Well, look, as you know, Mike, uh, we're the superpower of seafood. Almost uh, over two-thirds of all seafood harvested in America comes from our state. So that's thousands and thousands of people, Alaskans, in the industry. One thing this is going to uh, almost certainly do is going to help shore up prices. The Russians have been flooding global markets with salmon, with pollock, and prices have crashed. This is a really challenging time for our fishing industry, our fishing communities. And we think with this full ban on Russian imports in the United States, and they can't get around it now, we think that's gonna help shore up prices. Uh, the European Union has done something very similar. So two of the biggest markets in the world will now be banning all Russian seafood. We think that's gonna be a really important opportunity for our fishermen and hopefully stabilize prices. Senator, along with the economics of all this, there's also a humanitarian component to this when it comes to slave labor that was uh, allegedly yeah. being used to process this fish and cutting off money going to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Tell us about that briefly. Exactly. You know, the oligarchs who are in charge of the Russian fishing industry were using a lot of their proceeds to help Putin fund his uh, brutal war against Ukraine. So that helps cut off money for Putin's war machine. But you also mentioned there's been a lot of reporting on this in the last several weeks that the Chinese fishing industry, their processing industry, um, in many ways uses slave labor. The Uyghurs, the Muslim minority in China, uh, has been pressed into this industry. So you have a human rights abuses, you have the Putin war machine. This is going to cut off all of that. Look, Alaskan fishermen shouldn't have to compete against these countries who, by the way, have the lowest environmental standards of any fishing uh, industry in the world, human rights abuses, slave labor. So again, this is a win on so many fronts, and I'm really glad it happened today. Senator Dan Sullivan has been working on this for quite some time. Thanks for joining us this evening, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you, Mike, as well, and to all Alaskans. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Senator. Well, Senator Lisa Murkowski and Representative Mary Potola also strongly supporting today's action. Both say the sanctions are good for national security, as well as Alaskan businesses and families. We're going to have to stay on this. I, I wish that I could tell you that this is, this is going to make that difference. I think it's going to make a, a, an initial big difference, but we have to make sure 
that they don't figure out another workaround. We have seen a lot of headwind in the seafood industry because of these huge loopholes that Russia and China are, have been taking advantage of. Though the impacts, you know, in the recent past have really driven down the price of seafood. It's made it so much harder for Alaskan fishermen to get by. Also a major economic move today by ConocoPhillips, the company's CEO announcing that they've made a final investment decision to move forward with a major North Slope oil development known as the Willow Project. After the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling on Monday granted permission to move ahead, now citing the Bureau of Land Management, Conoco leaders say the project will mean 600 million barrels of oil, anywhere from 8 to $17 billion in revenue, thousands of construction jobs, and hundreds of permanent jobs. Reaction is mixed tonight about the company's move to reach first oil. Alaska's congressional delegation sharing company leaders' excitement. Chairman and CEO of ConocoPhillips, Ryan Lance, emphasizing years of regulatory and environmental approval, saying in part, quote, with this project authorization, we've begun winter construction, and Alaskans have started to receive the benefits from responsible energy development. However, expressing disappointment, some environmental groups, including trustees for Alaska, saying, quote, this project will approve, uh, was approved despite known harms to the community of Nuiqsut and despite the fact that it will produce huge amounts of greenhouse gases in a region already suffering existential climate impacts like the collapse of fish populations and community infrastructure. Our Joe Kadat following the story for us tonight on the Late Edition at 10. An Alaska state senator is expressing frustration now that the Dunleavy administration has not fully implemented a public website to easily allow the public to view how its dollars are being spent. Reporter Steve Kirch tells us why the state lawmakers prepared, uh, what is prepared to do if nothing is improved. Mike, Senator Bill Wilikowski says the online platform called Checkbook, Checkbook Online was supposed to be fully launched by October 2023. But more than a year later, he says the state is still not in compliance with the law. So there's a real risk to the state if they don't fix it. Senator Bill Wilikowski says the law was written to improve Alaska's financial transparency. Consistently received a grade of F from organizations that monitor public transparency. Wilikowski says during the 2022 legislative session, he showed the lawmakers a model of what is being done in other states and how Alaska can improve its transparency. Lawmakers agreed and a law was passed. System that we had a number of years ago was uh, very difficult to navigate. It was basically a series of spreadsheets that you had to download. More than a year later, Wilikowski says the current online platform does not meet the standards of the law. This week, he sent a letter to the director of Division of Finance saying, while it is an improvement to be able to search on an online application rather than having to download Excel spreadsheets, this application does not work reliably on mobile devices and is lacking the information on state income, fund balances, and royalty deposits required by the act. Public corporation uh, finances be reported and those aren't being reported. Wilikowski says in the end, the lack of compliance could put the state at risk. Uh, you could very easily see um, a, a journalist or a news organization or just a, any individual, quite frankly, filing a lawsuit saying, hey, you got to comply with the law. So there's a real... Now, I did hear back minutes ago from the governor's office. They sent to me a letter sent by the acting director of Division of Finance to Wilikowski saying in part, quote, 
The project is scheduled to kick off in January and be completed by the end of the fiscal year, July 2024. The current implementation schedule is to have a version with the data visualization tools available by the end of April. The Division of Finance will provide monthly updates on approximately the 15th of every month and will populate to checkbook online with additional reports when they become available. The letter ends by saying, at the time the bill was passed, there were certain workloads that were not anticipated, and the acting director says they're working toward what he called a timely completion. Mike? All right, thank you, Steve. Still ahead tonight, it was a not-so-typical Christmas parade on J-Bear today. Santa had a little help visiting all the good boys and girls from his special operations team. We'll show you where he went coming up next. It definitely wasn't your typical Christmas parade, but it was certainly just as special. Carly Schreck tells us about an annual tradition that's just for the families of those serving our country in uniform right here at home. You want to see Santa Claus? He's coming right now. He's got his elves too. With only a few days left until Christmas, volunteers on J-Bear are spreading a little holiday delight to families living in housing neighborhoods across the installation. We have a lot of folks that um, they're here in Alaska for the first time. They're very far away from home. Um, so this is uh, a great opportunity to kind of, again, just give back, let them know some holiday cheer. People, they are loved, they are cared about. That is volunteers and Santa, of course. Merry Christmas, everyone. A picture? It was all part of the annual J-Bear Santa Parade. Vehicles I most liked were the Humvees, and there was another Humvee, but it didn't have a cover. It certainly wasn't the typical fanfare. Personal security detail lead. Four. Santa Claus, or as we like to call, Defender Claus. As the convoy of law enforcement, emergency, and tactical vehicles was led by Santa's own personal security detail to survey the 20 separate housing areas for any potential threat to Christmas cheer. So you gotta think, you hear a bunch of other, you know, outliers out there, Krampus, and anybody that's gonna try to interfere, the Grinch, try to interfere with Christmas, we're not gonna allow that to happen. No. We gotta make sure all the good boys and girls out there get all their presents they earn throughout the year by being good. But Santa still had his hands full, bringing along a pair of his elves. It's the second year these obvious brothers have participated in the parade. Yes, last year. Yeah. How'd it go? Pretty well, good, pretty good. I was uh, I the famous one. The most famous on Facebook. Yeah, I don't think so. Since 2010, the installation has held this event to acknowledge the families who serve alongside their loved ones. Whatever it takes to get people out of the house and bring them together in this, like, in this time, because obviously we got people that are here during the holidays that aren't going home for the holidays and stuff, so it's just another event that can bring them all together. A chance to bring a little light to the darkest days of the year for the many here who are still learning to navigate life in the last frontier. On J Bear. Carly Shrek, Alaska's news source. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in depth reporting available for free 24 7 with the Alaska News Source app.